Listen, I have an idea. An idea. An idea. Whatever today has given you Five eleven headaches still call it Thanksgiving True Welcome to another edition of the Super Duper Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Riggs, here with the super producer, Ez McMahon. Yes! <laughs> What's going on, Rob? How you doing, man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. And thank you for checking out the Super Duper Pod. We do not take your listens lightly. Please follow us on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D, or online at hp53productions.com for our mer her her Hurch. You can also find additional content such as the Father Good podcast with Kenny Stevenson and Marsha Givens and our own Ed McMahon with the Easy Smoke and GM podcast. You guys meet this week? Uh, we did. We did a recap of Whoa, uh, the cool. NFL draft and and the Bears in particular. So uh, had a had a good episode. Ken Davis from the Under Center podcast joined us again. Oh man, you know somebody asked me today, and they were like, "Who did the Bears pick?" And I said, "You know what? I don't know. I bet you I can call ASC tell me right now." So who who's that, who's that first round pick again? Uh, first round pick was Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from the University of Tennessee. I was right. I said, I said, you probably got a tackle or something. I was like, I'll, I'll ask ASC on the podcast. And look at me, yeah. I knew what you were going to say, brother. Uh, <laughs> man, but it's funny. Like the draft, it just was never ending. I was like, my God, is this thing over yet? That's the NFL draft, man. Jeez, That's the beauty of it, man. Louise, man. Things can things can change at the, at the snap of a finger. I saw a video of Joy Porter Jr. Um, not you know he's not getting drafted. And his father, Joy Porter Sr., plays in, played in the NFL, and kind of was like, talk. Did you see this? Ass? You see this video? I, I didn't. Yeah. So pretty much, Joey Porter, Joey Porter Jr. did not get drafted, and so he, well, he didn't get there. drafted in the first round. No, he didn't get drafted. Oh, no, he got, he got drafted by the Steelers in the second round. Oh, got it. Wait a minute. So it may seem like he didn't get drafted at all. Maybe no, he got he got the oh, thing geez. was he was a he was the number three corner cornerback on the board. Mm. Um he, he was looked at to probably be a top 20 pick, but he did not get picked in that in that first round. So it was you a know, little little bit of a surprise that it didn't happen. So now this, so this makes so the Bomani Jones. I know that's the Bomani Jones. He made a point about like the goal isn't necessarily to get drafted; it's to get on the team. And because uh, he was talking about um, Deion Sanders' comments about being ashamed of the NFL not not drafting any HBCU students, and he and, and Bomani Jones making the point where it's not necessarily about drafting them; it's about getting them on the football teams. So, uh, what do you think? All right, so he's he's right. Um, the, the the goal is to get on the team, but here's the deal though. Um, those draft picks that are used mm-hmm. are are looked at as as very valuable assets, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, uh, for instance, let's let's Hampton. We had a we had a guy get uh, signed by the San Francisco 49ers um, as an undrafted free agent, Jadakis Bonds. Um, Stop. Let's his yes. name is Jadakis. Yeah, that's his real name. Yes. That's child abuse. Go ahead, keep going, man. Go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Jada Jada Kiss Bonds, very good wide receiver out of Hampton. He was all conference. Uh, is, is his brother uh, Sheik Louch? Good God! 
<laughs> sorry, so I can't get, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. You're not gonna talk about my guy's name, man. <laughs> He's named named after a great, great is, rapper. Is his sister the Locks or D Block? I, I don't sorry. know. That. Oh my god. I don't gosh. know that. But Shout but really good football player did not get drafted, but he was signed as an undrafted free agent by San Francisco. But here's the deal though. I don't know. I don't know who San Francisco signed, but let's say that they drafted a wide receiver in say the fifth or sixth round, right? Mm-hmm. And during training camp, there's a battle between this guy in the in the in the sixth round and and my guy. That's the undrafted free agent. Oh, if there's a tie, yeah, the tie is going to go to the draft pick because they use that uh, that capital, that very valuable capital, to pick the player. So the undrafted free agent has to go above and beyond in order to make the roster over uh, a draft pick. So that's mm. that's the difference. And, and here's the deal. Like you just explained, he probably should have gone first round. I think Will Levis didn't go to the second round as well. Right. And I think the whole – and I mean, you know, nothing – when you are at this level and you're training this hard – like and not getting picked in the first round, it just feels emotionally bad. Like because you know you're on TV. Like it's weird. Like with the NBA, I don't think it's really ever been a guy that I can recall that's just been out there in the green room forever. Right? It's like no, I think it's happened before. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not happened, but I feel like it happens more in football, yeah, more regularly yeah. than it does in the NBA. Like if that happens with the NBA, it's like they found cocaine in his bag that morning. He's trying to figure this out before they tell the rest of the world, man. But um, but I'm sure it's difficult because it, it just feels like oh they didn't choose me, and I mean it seems like most of the NFL stars are in later rounds anyway. I mean, let's look at a Jaylen lot. Hurts. A lot are. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Jalen Hurts got a baggy bag, and he was second round. Second pick, round. Right? Yeah, yeah, second round. Here's the deal: the second round picks are going. You know, you're guaranteed to make the roster of the second round pick. First, second round, even third rounders are usually guaranteed to make the roster, at least that first year. You know. So, uh, so yeah, he's uh, uh, Joy Porter Jr. is just he's fine, he's okay, and he he ended up going to his dad's team and his dad's head coach, and so he's he's gonna be taken care of, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, they made it seem that brother went undrafted. I was like, this, I was like, man, I'm gonna pray for this brother, I'm gonna really follow him. I was like, second round, like, man, he's straight, all right, he's cool, he's cool, all right, dog. But make sure you check out the Easy Smoke and GM podcast for more uh, takes about the draft because. Finally, it might still be another round uh, the way this thing goes and and more sports. Again, the Easy Smoke and GM podcast. Find them wherever you can get your podcast. So as a quick show today because your boy is tired. Had a long week, man. Been learning all about innovation from the uh, University of Notre Dame. It's been pretty cool, man. Been pretty cool. So I'll tell you more about it off the air. But I definitely wanted to make sure we got a few things and said checked in with the folks on the pod. So Today is May 4th, so may the 4th be with you. That is a call to the Star Wars lore. So, is you a Star Wars guy? I hope she's not listening to this because my answer is that I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I can't do it. I'm not hardcore. No, I can't. I'll do watch it. them. I'll watch them, but I, I'm not hardcore. See, because I feel like, and again, um, I, I'm shouting out Star Wars and I'm about to kill Star Wars. So, it's like, I feel like with Marvel, right? If you said, I've never seen a Marvel movie. And you started watching them, you would enjoy them thoroughly. It's just like these movies are amazing. I feel like with Star Wars, man, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a lot of fun to watch, watch these movies. And again, maybe I, I'm just biased because when I saw them all in the early the late 90s, 
It's like, yo, D, lucky he my friend. I love him dearly because this is the only reason I'm watching these movies, man. And uh, once, what's up? I think they do a good job with them. I'm just, I'm not. But see, now what I will say is I am, I do want to watch this Mandalorian because a lot of people talk about this show a lot. And I took the boys, I took the boys to the doctor last week and they had the Mandalorian on uh, in in the uh, doctor's office, like in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I urged the kid, I was like, oh, this show, show did look, you know, that's how long I was there. I watched pretty much an episode uh, waiting. <laughs> so I was like, this show not that bad. So, But again, I have no context, had no idea what it is. But to you Star Wars fans, I hope you enjoyed your May 4th. You probably people are out, probably dressed up, you know, I'm sure a lot of stuff online, but May the 4th be with you. Shouts out, boy Sheezy, man. Uh, and as we talked about this a little bit on the show before, about Taylor Swift and Beyonce and Drake and all these people that are coming to you know on tour, and the tickets are crazy expensive. So there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about uh, you know, getting tickets to see Taylor Swift and Beyonce is hard. But also, it's paying for them. So they had a stat in here that, um, the, according to SeatGeek, the tickets have more than doubled from 2019. So on an average, 125 to 252 in 2023. Like that's insane, man. And that's just a lot of money. And so they're saying music fans would give anything to see their favorite artists, and are paying hundreds of, of dollars and scrimping elsewhere as ticket prices soar. Um, Spending these tickets despite financial stress is an example of a split brain decision making. We'll get on that later. When consumers exhausted uh, from budgeting, occasionally spurs on big ticket items. So a few things people are doing to go to these concerts, man. Some fans are taking on second jobs to snag tickets at high prices. That's wild. Like, you know, so you work you work a day job and you're working at a Dunkin' Donuts at night overnight and making donuts an old fashioned night. Why do you work here? Because I want to go see Beyonce. I mean, at least you're not going into debt over it. That's fair. But I guess, yeah, that's a good point. Because you could probably drive Uber. Because drive, you know, I've driven Uber before. I've done that. And it's a quick, it gets you quick dollars, man. I made I made some nice money. This was this, yeah. was, this was a long time ago, though. Yeah, that, I think exactly. it's a different, different yeah. uh because people were jumping environment just, now. People were jumping to Uber just to go down the street. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now it's like, no, I literally need an Uber. I tried I mean, I was gonna uh, take an Uber to the White Sox game uh, last weekend from yeah. my house. It's a ten minute drive. They was gonna cost me thirty dollars from your house, from my house to to uh, to guaranteed rate, man. Man, I only, I only take Uber the job pay for it, bro. Expensive. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and drive. No I'm a walk. I'm a walkie walk because them Ubers is crazy, man. Uh, let me see what else. Have you seen the show Swarm on uh, HBO? Nice, no, Amazon. On Amazon, uh, man, wow. I saw I saw the first episode. <laughs> it's wild. Keep and then I, and it. I looked at. Well, I was told. Wait, wait, I still haven't gotten 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 to the next. But I was I was like, eh, this show is weird. And wait in the mug. My, 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 my sister told me, oh, you haven't really got to the to the wild part yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she your sister, right? The first part, yeah. first episode, tame. We see the rest. Yeah, of it, yeah. Um. So one lady stopped eating out, phrasing, to make her budget work. Uh, so she's just pretty much eating at home now. People okay. stop. People stop ordering uh, alcohol at the actual concert because they didn't want to keep spending their money. And they just trying to save every dollar they can. So when they get there, they don't want to spend twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty dollar beers, beer. man. That's tough. Now some super fans are buying tickets. Now people have been doing this. I don't think you mentioned your wife is doing this. Some people are uh, buying tickets to venues that's not in their hometown. Cause like when they yeah. add up the when they add up all the costs, 
it's just cheaper to go somewhere else to see the show. You know, we live in a big city, a, a, a one of the largest cities. So, you know, things are just going to be, we're going to get taxed here. Let's see. Yeah, they had a story in this article about two girls that were on, took an electric car, <laughs> uh, electric car, rented, rented a car, I didn't know it was electric. So they driving, going to see Taylor Swift about out, you know, hundreds of miles away. They singing with the windows down car dies they didn't charge it or didn't, or didn't factor in a charging station so they had to get the car towed all this stuff i know but they, they thought the car was gas and shouldn't, so they know, shouldn't the rental agency that's what i them, thought so this what is electric so what happened is they almost missed the concert they just getting able to make it and the rental car company paid for their tow fees and everything else so it was like the rent. I think to your to your point, I thought the same thing. The rental car company probably should have made it very clear. But now, but to, in their defense, you know, they say, "Oh, get a car, any car." The girls just jumped in the car and driving off. They was they yeah. They probably thought, "Oh, that's a cool looking car, and let's yeah, go." And jumped and jumped in, and, and the guy but said, even, "Wait, that's a go ahead." But even still, though, somebody should. I mean, that should be a you know a big sign. Hey, this is electric. Yeah, man. That, this is how you. This is how you charge the vehicle. That, that's oh. what I would think. I don't know. All they could see was it was Taylor Swift, man. Then it was like, uh, you know, they, imagine that heartbreak, dog. The car just stopped, and you halfway, you you miles away from the concert, man. Yeah, you, yeah. you done all this to get there, and you're not gonna see it. Watch more, bro. Oh, guys, that's an episode about stuff like that. Oh, so man. I mentioned in the article about split brain decision making. I'm sorry, split brain budgeting. Okay. And so this was a, a follow up of an article back in January, saying Wall Street Journal. It's about how, you know, we we talk about inflation a lot and guys, you know, when you go shopping, everything is expensive. I mean, we all are making like decisions on if you need this or that, or, you know, you get the generic kind or do you really need to buy the extra raisins today? You know, maybe, maybe you don't need it. No, maybe, maybe I don't need cheese. Uh, I, I'll go vegan. <laughs> Just not, it's not a health decision. It's a money decision that's making you choose these things. Right. right. But Back in January, this article was talking about, of course, how Americans are cutting back on many everyday purchases amid inflation while spurging on a few big ticket items. It's called the split brain budget. And so this means, you know, after a year of inflation, people were just exhausted from all these budgeting micro decisions, right? Like I just talked about, can I get just enough gas? You know, like, uh, you know, like my man said, can't, if I give you a quarter, will you pour it in my hand with no cup, right? It's like, we are, everybody is doing that. We make these micro decisions as they call them. But they, and it says, um, retail and from January, 2023, retail sales fell 1.1% in December of last year. And so consumers are wrestling with rising interest rates and other concerns about financial futures. But what is happening as people are saving and saving, uh, then all of a sudden they'll just splurge on a big ticket item, right? And the economists are calling this attempt to reclaim agency. Um, this is the, calling this is an attempt to reclaim agency over their finances because again, it feel like, and that, I mean it is true. It does feel like in the last couple of years, I just don't know what stuff costs. Like I had a general idea. I used to have a general idea of what my groceries would cost, right? It's like I kind of know, you know, if, I, if I'm buying the same things. It's gonna cost this amount, right? And now you just never know. Stuff be this stuff be different every time I go to the store. And um, you know, some shoppers are spurging occasionally to remind themselves that they still lead a good life. 
which I mean is kind of weird. Like if you don't have it, you don't have it. But I mean, I'm going to talk because I kind of, I think I kind of do the same thing from time to time. One woman just simply said, I have to live. Uh, people still make constant trade-offs as they go down the supermarket aisle. Like we kind of just talked about and they, in the article, which is how that's really taxing on the mind. Cause again, it's like every time it used to be, I know the items I need, you know, my kid likes this. I like these. I always buy three. Boom, boom, boom. It's going to be about 111. Now you buy the same thing. It's like it's about 141. You're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. And that $30 make a difference when it's also hitting you on gas. It's hitting you on everything else you got to buy throughout the day. So they're saying people are just, again, they're, they're safe. People are saving and they're doing what they can to pay down debt. But just to feel like, you know, as my mother would say, I do go to work every day. I should be able to buy something for myself. So like one lady talked about how she saved, so on and so forth. And then she took a random trip to Mexico. My, and we, I'll get to my points at the end. Because I say now, my only thing with that, though, was like, then you did all this just to get yourself back in a hole. You know what I mean? But, you know, that I mean, it's neither here nor there at this point, I guess. They had a story about a guy, uh, well, he, he gave his name, Lamont Johnson in Atlanta, who he, he'll happily use thinner paper towels and eat bulk packs of cup noodles, he says. If it means being able to spend $3,000 on a Tom Ford suit, $600 on Gucci sneakers, and $6,000 on an Irish couch. Now, let's stop right there, ass. This brother, need he needs some help. I mean, I mean, because he, he could actually eat some good food. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Eat some good food. I mean, yeah, he, he goes get a to paper the, he, towel where he only, he only needs one, hey, one paper his, towel instead of using six in order to take up a spill. You know, I mean, yeah, he could pay for real gas, like fill yeah, up a tank. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean, he could get a gym membership. He's hustling backwards. And he, he actually told the paper, gave his full name. He's yeah. like, you stupid, stupid. Yeah, you don't have to get time for it, man. You can. You can you can do very well at the men's warehouse, and and I mean, for, and for, that's for much much less. Now that's fronting on a whole other level. Like one lady was talking about how, you know, she has scratchy Amazon pajamas, right? But she has six hundred dollar linen sheets, right? Now that one I don't really trip on because it's like, you know, your bed sheets can make a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Six hundred dollars though. Hey man, every all of us got something that we that we that we uh skied our money on. But my man Lamont Johnson, and he got his picture in his article as I would hide first, it would be my name is Ezra Griggs or Robert <laughs> McCann. Because there's no way my mother could find would see this <laughs> and be like, like, fam, imagine imagine somebody going on a date with him. And he show up in the coldest outfits. And when you get to his house, he ain't got no pillowcases, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, can oh, I, got, he, 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 he got like, bad. He got bad toilet paper. He he like he like yeah. If you come over, I get we can have a drink, but you gotta bring your own cup, huh? What? <laughs> I, I pour I just poured him out. I got the club. Yeah, I'm it's cool. sorry. It's cool. I, I don't have I don't have any silverware. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Listen, baby, let's go take a walk up the street to the local uh to the food restaurant and steal a couple uh steal some forks <laughs> now. I do this every week. They know me. They know me. Hey Lamont. Hey guys. And I mean, look, his outfit looks fresh. I wish you could see this picture. Is his outfit looks fresh? This is ins. Now that's that's insane. So it says the luxury market. Here's the thing. So hold on, I gotta read the quote from Mr. Johnson. Now, what keeps me in a good headspace? <laughs> he, he 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 troubled brother. Is that I'm saving the money on essentials 
and I'm still able to get the things I want and make those sorts of splurges. He is lying to himself. I don't know why I can't get off. I can't get off this dude phrasing because three thousand dollars for a suit, six hundred dollars for Gucci sneakers, and six thousand for the couch, and you're eating cups of noodles and and ripping your butt with uh, well, using thin paper towels. So you're using more paper towels because you got mm-hmm. thin paper towels. You just mm-hmm. go ahead and buy the real joints. Jeez, see, that's what I'm saying. It's the hustling backwards, dude. Go ahead. Well, I do. I will say, I, I, I didn't really learn that until I got married. The the importance of uh, of 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 good paper towels, you know. Listen, I, I used to buy the cheap, but then you know I found out about the good paper towels. Like, oh, you only have to ain't use no, one sheet. Ain't going. Okay. <laughs> you said only got to use. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. You I know, get it. yeah. Listen, I get it. Mom, mom, my mom, listen, it's just like some stuff you just got to pay the regular price for. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just, the, that's just the truth. Yeah, man, there are some things you have to pay regular price for. Like, you know, you get what you pay for. But I feel like this brother is unfortunately like most people in this this pseudo justification of, well, you know, since I'm I'm skipping on this and stuff is so high, but why are you getting this $3,000 suit? You know what I'm saying? I know there's a K and G equivalent in Atlanta. Uh, you know what I mean? Just, just, just ain't your year, brother. I think, I think that's the home of K and G. It just ain't your year, and that that's what I think people miss out too. It's like, you know what? This ain't your year to ball out. Maybe this ain't your year to go to Tulum. This ain't your year to go to Mexico. It just, it just ain't. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like you won't ever do it, but this year ain't the year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It just ain't. So the article talked about how luxury market had explosive 2022, despite the decline in overall retail sales. That's why, like we talk about how broke we are, how much money we need, but the, we still buying. Oh, pray for us. This that's that's disheartening. It's, it's so also, people are looking for luxury at more affordable price points. That's allowing them to more, to do more revenge spending than they have been before. And it's almost like what's happening. The people who got this stuff probably need a couple, you know, so, so like people who had Fendi and Louis, whatever, they fall on a hard time. So they're selling their stuff to people like Lamont who want to look rich, but, but ain't rich. This stuff is nuts. So used luxury sales were up 28% year over year. And let me be clear, guys. I'm not saying you're not supposed to have nice stuff, but I truly, I truly believe this. Sometimes if it's it's just not your year or this time to do it, and that's okay because that doesn't mean it won't ever happen. It's just this time ain't it. And I feel like we're in this state of like, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. It's not true. It's not true at all. Split brain budgeting. Are you are you like that? Is do you do that? I know I just kind of berated people who do that. So you might yeah. Be like, no, so now I'm, I'm 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 not <laughs> gonna, like yeah. I, I, I do. I, I don't do that. That's no, how no, I get no. down. No, no, no. And, and let me be clear. I'm. It's not like I don't like you know save or budget and then spend something. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. But like, there's no way. Like what? Well, my man's buying right. That's what's what's the, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? That part is nuts. Six thousand dollar couch, he cup of noodles, but he could actually get a real healthy meal. You know what I'm saying? Like you actually could eat, dog. I mean, you know, you really could. But hope you like your couch. Hope they don't take it from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Last thing, this is inspired by my big sister. Uh, my sister's retiring. Hope I ain't tell my business, but she's she filed the papers already. So yes, that's out there now. She's retiring. She's a social for her. She's a school work. So, so she wasn't well. She is a social school work school social worker. Come on, Rob. And you know she is happy, right? I think she was nervous at first because it's like this is like a final thing. And my sister is, you know, in her mid fifties, so she's she's very young. She has some, you know, some plans after she retired, but it just was, you know, being a school social worker at CPS, which is a difficult job, and and she had been doing it, you know, at the top of the top for a very very long time. Uh, and I saw an article uh, on Wall Street Journal about when I when will I retire? How about never? They talked to a few people who um, are not trying to retire. People who are like in their sixties some late 50s, some in their 70s who had reasons of why they won't retire now. Before I get to the article, it's, it's I was thinking about it as I've seen the entire spectrum of retirees. Like my mom retired uh, almost 20 years ago, and she, but she was forced to retire because she was a factory. I don't know if I've told you this. She's a factory worker. Uh, she, she used to work at Solo Cup. So, you know, whenever, whenever we had a party or something at school, guess who brought the cups and the plates? I did... <laughs> but it was like I came to like a that. champ. That's a good part. Listen, what's funny is, I mean, I don't think I ate off a real plate for the longest because it was like we had we had paper plates everywhere, man. It was thrown away. But shout out to my mom; she made it easy on herself. She's like, throw these plates away. That's it. But uh, she had to retire for health reasons, and she's been retired. And my mom's just a person; she can make up her day. Like you know, she was helping us with the helping everybody with their kids. She's doing stuff around the house. She's doing stuff with the church. She's working out. So it was a lot. You know, my mom could keep up her day. Talked about my sister Sharon. It was like, you know, she's had a very taxing job, but she has other things that maybe she can kind of do for herself, right? Maybe start something on the side or get another gig somewhere, you know, whatever. Just But she can, it, and it work, it may be a, be a benefit for her. And, you know, her husband can still, can kind of cover both of them, right? For the immediate future. Now my pop, He's a super ager. He will be 79, God willing, uh, real soon. And he is not trying to retire. Is like he actually got hurt at the gig, you know, working through that. And he was like, I gotta, I gotta get back together so I can get back to work. We were looking like him, man. Like, bro, I mean, I don't know what the Lord needs to show you next, bro. I don't know. He Jesus gotta come down to you and say, Hey man, hey, <laughs> brother. But uh, so this article just talked about people, just the stories of why they don't want to retire. A lot of it was just like, you know, hey, what I'm going to be doing all day. Like one guy admitted, he was like, I don't even know if I'm going to like my wife enough to be around her uh, all this time. <laughs> they got him out of say word. I was like, dang, bro. Um, one person told a story uh, about, it was about her their father, but their father was 33 years old. And his father was 66 when he, and when he was the, the father was 33, he encouraged his father to retire. His father died three days later. So that scarred him for life. So now he is now 80, 80 something years old and the pandemic forced him to quit his job. And he died shortly after, you know, he quit his job. So it's like some people just have a healthy fear of if I quit and stop doing this, then you know, I had nothing to live for, nothing to do. Like, I, I truly believe, even though, you know, I would like it if my dad retires, I think this just keeps him going. I mean, he really is a super agent by definition of super agents, like a person who's in their 80s 
who has the same mental capacity of a person in their fifties. Right. Right. And so, and that is my dad, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and outside of these, you know, work related injuries, he still would be moving pretty, pretty easily. Um, one thing, another person said, you know, once you get out the workforce, it's hard to get back in. I think that's a very valid point. So it's like, you know, you kind of got to know what you're going to do um, if you're going to leave the workforce. I thought that was a very, very valid point. And then one just said, you know, this is the stuff I like to do all day. So why would I stop? Now, I was thinking about it, though, you know, because we, when we talk about retirement, that's kind of like the old, that's like the goal, right, is we, we're working to get some level of retirement or that's what it always feels like. And my thing is, I think on one hand, that's a sign of you probably working a job you don't really enjoy. Um, and I'm and not saying, saying that in a bad way. Like, it's, that's just the truth. What do you think? Mm, not necessarily. Okay, I'm listening. I might enjoy it, but you know what? I I'm done, huh? I like doing nothing too. You know? <laughs> very fair. Very fair. So so that's a good point. That's a very good point. So I feel like though, but most of the time the retirement is like, all right, I'm done with this. And I I I do think, you know, I like again, most people like my mom, they can make up their time. They can find something to do, yeah. you know, being make it you know, some people want to travel. Some people, one lady was like, they don't want to travel or it was like after so many trips, what else can you do that? That was weird. Like, I'm sure if you if one trip, just go on another one. I mean, especially if you got your money's your money. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I, but I would, but I guess the point I'm making is I think these people in the article were kind of, were in a level of privilege is not the word I'm looking for, but it's the only word I have was like, they can say like, I'm gonna work forever because they have a job that like, maybe isn't as taxing, right? That they could work forever, something that maybe they own and are the business owner. So they receive a higher benefit from still staying in place, right? Staying at the job. Uh, and so like they can, they ha- they're from a position of strength. But most people aren't. It's like, I'm working this job because I need to. I got to get these kids through college. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's this job is hard. Again, my mother was forced to retire and have been there a long time. Man, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and, and it was and it was it was hard, bro. That job was rough for my mother, man. Like you know, I I talk about her often. Um, you know how funny she is, how much jokes she cracked, but she wasn't like that when we were growing up. She was kind of mean just because she tired of we screaming and all of us all emotional and got different needs. She's like, y'all shut up. I got to go to this job and stand up all night, but you want to cry about something stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so when she retired, we knew a whole different lady. She's cracking jokes. Who it was the running joke is my sister Sharon didn't fall off the turnip truck. Like she actually came from one of my parents. Cause we didn't know who she was like, clearly like my mother. Um, <laughs> But you know, I think, but, ha- but having a, a job where you have a positive experience, like, you know, why not stay on? Like, why not keep you on? I, we do have a running joke that my dad's job, I think they have him, on, have him on an agenda every week. Like, how can we get this old man out of here, please? Like, how, how, he just won't stop coming back. <laughs> what, what can we do? Anybody got any ideas? Nothing? Nothing? And he hurt himself on the job? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Jeez, but also we talked. I, I mentioned it a bit. Just the working gives people a routine, and, 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 and I, but I was thinking like, it, I, I'm making fun of my dad. But when I think about older life, I don't, I don't look for, I don't look at retirement. If that makes sense, right? I, I don't necessarily think I, I, I just more look at it as 
if I'm working, I hope I'm doing something that I enjoy, right? That it's like, you know, like my brother-in-law owns his law firm. I'm telling everybody booze. And so it's like, but I, you know, he can retire if he wanted to, but he likes still going, you know, meeting with clients and going to the office and that kind of thing. Like, I think if I can get to a point where, I, you know, my career is where I want it to be, or say we do this, we follow through with some of my plans that we got for HP53, shout out to the gang. Why not, right? Keep keep rolling if we can. Uh, but again, I know everybody doesn't have that luxury. And I know retirement brings a, a healthy fear for people because it's like, what am I going to do? Because I know what I'll do. What you gonna do is I'm gonna go play golf every day. Every every day? Every day. Every day. Y'all should see his face. It's so serious right now. I don't every that's day. what I'm saying. I don't know what I would do. Every I, day. I, I <laughs> got it. I know to get you at your retirement party. Here's unlimited at South Shore. Well, that might Every be day. gone. Yeah, that's but, gonna uh, be gone. That's unfortunately, gonna be gone by then. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I don't know what I would do every day if I retire. I think I would have to have a job. I think I'd be like, I make fun of my dad, but I'm I I'm I him I am his son. I'll I I'll go would. work at the golf course then. <laughs> but not a bad look though. And play I, around every day. I think I would probably still work. So it's just like I'd have to like my job. So I'm working on that. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I could see myself just like, all right, guys, I'm out, and I, I ain't got nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just know, I just know me. I don't, I don't see that, and that's not knocking anybody who does it, right? I just, I'm as I currently sit here, I make fun of my dad, but I, I completely get it, and I completely understand. Oh yeah. Um, but, but with that being said, you know, um, I hope we're doing what we can to plan for our future. You know, especially if you're like in your 40s uh, right now, because that stuff will be here before we know it in the blink. And if you're going to work, if you feel like you don't want to retire, then you should probably start positioning yourself in a, into a place or career that you don't mind working. But sometimes, like, well, like you said, Ed, I think it's good to at least think about what would you do? Work at the golf course. Like, again, my sister Sharon has plans. Like, she got real deal ideas of what she's going to do. And I think that's cool. I think that's dope. Like when my mom retired, I don't think she really had a plan per se because it's like, you know, her knees were just hurting her so bad and she had to have double knee surgery. And it was like, well, you can't go back. But again, my mother just figured stuff out. And it's wild because it's, she hasn't worked in so long. It's like we just think of her at home now, but she really had a job and it was yeah, hard. Yeah. It was hard, you know, but it's like I saw the benefit of retirement with my mother, right? Like I said, she became... Just she was able to rest more and be happy and more engaged with us, and we got to know her a little better because she retired. So you know, I, I don't think with anything there's a there's a one stroke fits all phrasing. It's some it's just truly you have to understand taking take inventory of who you are, how you operate, what you want, right, and then plan your life accordingly. I I know I'm similar to my dad. You're gonna be golfing and some. People might be like, yo, I really worked hard. I'm cool. I'm going to wake up every day at the same time, get my paper, walk around my block, uh, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like walk to the store, say hi to Mr. Smith, uh, wave at Ms. Johnson, sit on my porch. My grandkids come over on these days. I go to church. You know what I'm saying? I go to, yeah. I go to Bible study here. You know what I'm saying? That's just what they, that's just what they do. And that's okay. So I think that's the real point. That's okay, whatever you choose to do. Um, but I, I think the, the sad part is when there's people who are older 
and they feel like they got they can't they can't retire right they they gotta work because they just won't be able that has that has to be sad and that part i think has to be very heartbreaking when you like are older have a job that's physically taxing yeah you gotta you gotta go in you gotta go in that i think i think of all the scenarios that's probably the one that's the toughest yeah because you know there's a no win you know what i'm saying there's a no you just you gotta keep coming until something breaks so um well, that's a nice somber note to end the podcast on. But thank you guys for checking out the Super Duper Pod. <laughs> we do not take your listens lightly. Clearly, I retired this episode the right way. Uh, make sure you follow us online at hp53productions.com for our merch. And also on Instagram at Super Duper Pod, S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-P-O-D. Has I missed anything? No, I think you uh, you covered it all. And, thank you, sir. Ended it with a bang. Thank you, sir. And the Warriors won, right? By 30? They did. They had a big, big win tonight over the Lakers. Yes, we are tied sir. at one. Let's go. Yes, sir. Again, guys, take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, mama, this is the Super Duper Podcast. Or do the case stand for kamikaze? The J silent is everywhere. You can feel them falling. Sure, lately I've been up late with what? demons in my basement trying to get me to hate this. What? Life thinking I should be further and then I choke up. As soon as I got silent, then the truth spoke up. This said, How you know you ain't perfect? Let that soak up and soak in. You know how you know that you blessed. I woke up, feeling oh my God, feeling myself. No, why? I woke up. That's all it takes to be great, y'all. That's all it takes.